you know, but these guys did a great job, you know, this morning, and it's just, it's so humbling to, to, to just see that, you know, and just, just to serve in youth ministry here at Crosswinds. It's just awesome because we're raising disciples, right? We're raising missionaries to, to go out to their schools and into their neighborhoods and spread the good news. And just watching them grow in their relationship with Christ is just awesome. And, you know, before we get started, you know, I've I, I got to thank Pastor Ken and Cleone and Emil and Michelle and, uh, because they, they just they have that same joy as I do, you know, just spending time with, with your teenagers. And, uh, I mean, they took our hair, you know. And uh, <laughs> Pastor Ken's white. You know, his, his hair is like his head's like just completely white. And uh, so I had that decision. I said, you know, just go bald. You know, just shave it. You know, I don't, I don't like the gray hair. I'll take it in my beard, though. That's fine. Um, no, but, uh, no, I just, I just want to thank Cleone, and I want to thank Pastor Ken and Emil. Um, you know, if you see them today, give them a big hug because uh, they do a lot. Cleone made all these nice shirts. Um, you know, give her a hand. They're on the website now for $89.95. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> goes towards our youth budget, but um, <laughs> Mike, I thought you would love that, but you know, I don't know. So, but yeah, we're just, uh, we're, we're excited to, to finally be here and uh, have our youth service and, you know, Pastor Ken had, you know, we, we, we were talking about this and we met and Pastor Ken's like, you know, hey, you know, we're going to have our youth service on November 4th and I was like, perfect. I was like, man, I've been praying, and God laid something on my heart, and, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. You know, like, I already, you know, everything's written out. You know, I, I got it. It's down. And, uh, you know, some things happened, and we had to move it to today, but that was all part of God's design. That was all part of God's plan, because what I had prepared was out the window. It just, it literally took off, and that's how God works. And he does it in the weirdest ways with me. I don't know what's going on, but he loves waking me up at 2 a.m. I don't know why. I guess I, just, I don't need my sleep. I think sleep is overrated. Um, everyone that knows me, Cleone, like she's always yelling, like, go to sleep, go to sleep. I can't. God has me up for some reason. And uh, he had me up. He woke me up at, it was a Thursday, and it was before I was supposed to, before we were supposed to have our youth service and on, on November 4th, and there were some things that I was dealing with with my job and just some, some uncertainties, and I just, I, I didn't know, you know, I, I knew how to handle it, you know, like anytime we have any kind of anxiety, right, the Bible says, cast all your anxieties on him, right, and that was the first thing I did, I just started praying, I was like, God, you know, like, I can't, you know, I don't want to think about this anymore. This is all in your hands. And uh, God told me to go read Matthew 14. So I'm reading Matthew 14. I get to the beginning, and it talks about John the Baptist and how he got beheaded. And I'm like, why am I reading this? And uh, I kept reading, and then I get to the feeding of the 5,000. And then I get to the storm. And I read 14, 22 through, through 34. I read it at least 14 times that night, just reading it, and I'm like, God, what do you, you know, I know this is where you had me, what am I looking for, what, 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 what are you trying to tell me, like, what, what is going on in here, and um, so, you know, today's lesson, or today's, I feel like I'm talking to the kids, <laughs> today's sermon, um, it's titled, 
you know, how to overcome fear and doubts through life storms. And that's what I was dealing with in that moment, was I was dealing with a lot of fear and a lot of doubts, and a lot of anxiety. Um, depression was starting to creep in just a little bit, but I rebuked that in the name of Jesus. Like, I wouldn't let that happen. Um, you know, the Bible tells us in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understandings, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that's where I was in that moment, that, that Thursday, that's probably like 3 a.m. now. I was there, and I just kept praying and praying. And God was like, you know what? I just I felt like it was on my heart, and I'm like, this is what you want me to speak. This is what I'm going to speak. You know, because we all go through our storms, right? Maybe you're going through something today. I don't know. But maybe, you know, in the future, you could take this with you. Take these promises with you because they're true. They come straight from his word. The thing that stuck out to me the most in this, and which was funny because here, my, my original lesson was the Great Commission and how, uh, how Jesus tells everybody to go, right? Well, what do you do in this story? He told the disciples to go, get on the boat. You know, I'm going to dismiss these people and, you know, I'll, I'll be there. And uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. But um, the biggest thing that stuck out to me was verse 25. It says, during the fourth watch of night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. He was already present. And I, I think about that in our own storms that, that we go through in our lives that we could feel so like, where is God? Where is God? Where is God? He's already there. He's already present inside your storm. You just don't see him yet because we're so distracted with the waves of doubt, the winds of fear, maybe the rains of anxiety. Those are the things that we see in we get so distracted over that that we can't just focus because he's right there. And he's already working. You know, he doesn't have a day off. <laughs> um, he's already present and he's already working. You know, John 5.17 in this, Jesus was, he was healing on the Sabbath, and the, the elders just did not like that. And, you know, they, they, they started questioning him. In his defense, he said in John five seventeen, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. That is a promise. He doesn't stop working. He does not stop working. He's always working for us. He takes care of his kids, and that's what we are. We're just kids. And he's our father, and he is working. So when you're in these storms, like, think about that. You really need to think about that. When you're, when you're going through these trials, that God is, he's already present. He's there. The question is, are we seeking him? Or are we too distracted with the waves and the wind and the rain, the doubts, the fears, the anxieties, the depression? You know, and then Jesus walking on water. 
that just demonstrates that he has authority over any situation, any circumstance in life. He has that authority. It goes back to the Great Commission, too. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am always with you to the very end. He's always with us, no matter what. He is with us, He's there. We need to stay focused on that. We need to understand that, that he is already present. Because sometimes these, these distractions of doubt, fear, anxiety, depression, that could take us somewhere. And it's, it's not a good place because we're not focused on where we need to be, where we need to focus on, and that's, that's Jesus. We're not focused on that. We're focused on the distractions. We're focused on the storm itself. And that's, that's not good. That's not a good place to be because we're trying to figure it out ourselves, right? We're trying to figure out how do I get out of this situation? You know, my, my job, I think about that. Um, I'm in IT and when things go wrong, you know, and you only got a certain amount of time to, to figure it out. It's like, okay, I got to be in control of this call, this situation. Like, I have to be in control. Because <laughs> you got 30 people, you know, on a call that are just, you know, try this, try this, try this, you know, and it's like somebody's got to, you know, step up and just say, okay, enough, you know, and, you know, take it a step at a time. And, but, you know, I'm, I'm just, when, when we're dealing with these storms in life, though, we need to just... Bring it back. We need to just block out the distractions and focus on God because he's already there. I love Peter's response. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you. Tell me to come out to you on the water. And Jesus is like, come. You know, Peter had that boldness in asking, you know, to, to command him to come out on the water. And he had that initial faith that allowed him to step out of that boat to walk to him. Hebrews 11.6 says, and, and without faith it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and, the reward, and he rewards those who seek him. You know, we need to take that risk of stepping out stepping out of our boat while we're in that storm. We need to take that risk. And that's, that's a hard thing to do. How many risk takers do we have in here? That's a lot. Okay. Prove it. No, I'm just kidding. But um, no, like we, we need to take that. You know, we need to take that risk, right, of stepping out. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. It really is. When you're, when, you're not, when you're not comfortable, right? <laughs> it gets uncomfortable. When you're, when you're just stepping out on, on, on something new, something different. You know, and it's just, it's, it's, it's one of those, it's just one of those things that, you know, like, man, I just, I don't feel comfortable doing this, but you know what? 
you have to. You have to take that step. And what that step is doing, if you're praying about it, God's going to lead you somewhere. He's going he's gonna to tell you where to go. He's going to guide you. Because now we're, we're, we're turning everything over to him, you know, in this storm. Okay, God, I, I need to get through this, Lord. Lead me through this. What, what do I need to do? And God, you know, okay, it's, let, let's take that step. Let's, let's take that step of faith. You've got to take risk in stepping out in faith during life storms. You know, another story I was thinking about, um, this just came to me last night um, as I was kind of just going through this. But uh, we had a women's conference here not too long ago, and um, Rena did a great job, you know, leading that. And uh, it was called Just One Touch. And as I was reading, um, it's, I just started thinking about that 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 woman in in Matthew Matthew or I'm sorry Mark chapter 5 um she was she was in a storm for 12 years she was bleeding for 12 years she had went and spent all her money she went to doctors she couldn't get it fixed and then she heard about Jesus and all the great things that he was doing and she thought to herself, man, if I could just get close to him and just reach out and just even touch his clothes, I know I'll be healed. She had that faith. She stepped out of her boat in the storm that she was in. And she went chasing. She was pushing through the crowds. And, and she got there and she was able to touch him. And instantly, the Bible says immediately, she was healed. And I, I, first, I, I couldn't stop laughing last night. Jesus' response, who touched me? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Because I'm just, I'm picturing it, you know. And I love the disciples' response. You, you, look at all these people. <laughs> like, yeah, they're, all, they're all around you. What do you mean, you know? But he's like, who touched me? And she went in fear. And just, she was trembling and she was crying. And she said, I did. And what did he say? He said, your faith has healed you. Get up and go. That's what God can do in our storms. All we have to do is just reach out. We have to call out to him in the middle of our storms. We have to take that risk in stepping out. But what happens when we step out? We could be focused, but then the distractions come back, right? The wind, the rain, the waves, depression, fear, doubt, anxiety, they all just keep coming back. And it's in that moment, our faith, we start struggling because we we get back to those distractions. We start thinking, not good thoughts and we start we just start just we're not focused we're not focused on on Jesus who's in front of us in the storm that that we called out to and he's not there you know like cuz cuz we're he's he's there but we're just so distracted because now I'm scared 
I took that step of faith, and I'm terrified. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and he began to sink, and he cried out, Lord, save me. You know, Peter's moment of doubt and fear, he began to sink. And if we let doubt and fear and anxiety and depression and all this stuff hinder our ability to to, to trust God in difficult times. Because those are difficult times to go through. It's, it's, it's really, really hard to, to stay focused and, and to, to see what God's doing. But God has another promise. In Isaiah 41.10, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That is a promise that no matter what, these distractions that are still coming in, he's still there, and he's still going to give you the strength that you need to get through. He's not just going to, you know, okay, well, that person's distracted. I'm out of here. He doesn't do that. He stays with you. He's going to give you the strength that you need. What are your struggles? What are, what are your struggles? What are you going through? What fears and doubts do you have? And have you called on to Jesus in that moment? The other night, it was, uh, not the other night, it was like two or three weeks ago, I was having my quiet time, and right before bed, you know, I was saying my prayers, and I was, man, I was venting a lot to God, and I was still going through that doubt, that fear, and and I just said, you know what, and at the end of my prayer, I said, God, be what I'm not, and I went to bed, and then God woke me up again, (laughs) And the first thought I had was, God, be what I'm not. And in my mind, I asked, I said, what does that even mean? God, be what I'm not. What does that even mean? Why did I say that? And I really had to examine myself and, and find out, like, what, what, what's going on in my life? That I just, you know, God, be what I'm not. What is, you know, what's, what's wrong with me? And I started thinking about all the insecurities I have and all the anxieties I have and all the fears I have and all the doubts that I have. You know, when you, when you pray a prayer, God, be what I'm not, it's a humble acknowledgement. Telling God, you know what, hey, I'm human. I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm limited. I'm flawed. I'm imperfect. While God is all-knowing, all-powerful and perfect in every way. It's humbling because we're recognizing that we cannot fully comprehend or embody the divine qualities and the attributes of God and who He is. 
It's a, it's a surrender prayer. It's saying, you know what, God? I'm done trying to figure this out on my own. Can you fill in those gaps in my life, the gaps of insecurities, the gaps of, you know, doubts and, and all of that? It's, you know, it's an invitation for God to, to work through us and in us. Allowing his divine nature to shine forth through our words and our actions. Man, if I, if, I can, if I can encourage any of you to just pray that prayer once and just see what he does. God, be what I'm not. God, man, you know, like, I, I, there's this job, and, you know, I, I want to go for this promotion, but, man, I just don't think I'm qualified. God, be what I'm not. God, I got to go have this tough conversation with this person, and I have no idea what I'm going to say. I don't have the words. God, be what I'm not. God, I, I want to share the gospel with my, my coworker, but I just don't know how they're going to take it. I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to, to understand it, and I just don't want them to look at me differently, and I just, God, be what I'm not. Let him fill in those gaps for you. Have you surrendered everything to God? Not just a little bit, but everything. You know, I, 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 the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 4, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding with all your heart. Our hearts, they're, they're full you know, we, we have so much in our hearts that, that, that we just, you know, he wants all of that, whatever's on your heart. And I like using this analogy with the teens, and I just, I just kind of want to give it like a visual, you know, like we present God our heart, you know, this, this is our heart, and we're like, here you go, God, here you go. You know, and, and God looks at it and he sees it and he sets it down and he's just looking and he's like, man, there's a lot of cool things in here. But that's not everything. There's a piece missing. You know, and and, and us, it's, you know, we, we have that piece. We're, we're holding on to it because, you know, this this helps me. This makes me feel better. You know, when, I, when I'm feeling that way, when I'm having those doubts and those fears and those anxieties and that, and that depression, it feels good. And this, this, this helps. You know, and then it's, it's not so bad the first time and it's not so bad the second time and the third time and you know, the fourth time and then... This is it. This, this is what I have to offer you. You know, we, we, need to, we need to really surrender our lives, our hearts to God, to fully have him work in our lives. You know, this, these pieces, they could be brokenness. 
from the distractions. Brokenness of whatever it is that you're dealing with. Wherever you're turning, if you're not turning to God. You know, in the, in the middle of these. And that brokenness, it just it takes us to a very, very dark place. And, and we, we want to get out of that brokenness. And so we start running to other things, alcohol, drugs, whatever it is. Your job. I'm guilty of that. I figured if I just work more, my mind will, you know, stay busy. What are what are your struggles? What are you dealing with? What are your burdens? Do you have burdens? Are, are you are you heavy hearted? Like are you guys hurting? The storms that that we go through in this life, we can't complete them on our own. We need Jesus. We need to stay focused on that. He's always ready to give you that saving hand. Matthew eleven. 28 through 30, it says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you the rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble-hearted, humble in heart, and, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and, and my burden is light. Are you ready to cast those burdens on him? Because he's waiting. He's there. He's waiting. You know, it, Peter, but, but when he saw the wind and he was afraid, he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. And the Bible says immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Immediately. How many need saved? How many need that, that rescue? Because that, he's there. He's, he's waiting. You just have to call out on him. You just have to just call his name, and he's there. He's always ready to rescue us. Romans ten thirteen. everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It was probably one of the first Bible verses I memorized as a kid. We need to trust him in our storms. We need to just rely on him. We need to rely on his his goodness, his his grace. Because we all need grace. We just had Thanksgiving, and that's the number one thing I'm thankful for is his unending grace and mercy. I'm going to ask the praise team to come up. And as we're getting ready to worship and 
I just I really want you guys to take this time and really think about your storms, your struggles that you're going through today. And I, I really want you to think about that saving hand that's just waiting. There's so many promises. He's always present in the storm. We need to step out in faith. Even though it seems impossible, we need to step out. And we need to overcome our doubts and our fears through the reliance of God. That's the most important thing. And you know, maybe you're here today and you're carrying those burdens. You don't have to carry them anymore. You don't have to. He's waiting. Just cast them. Just give them to him. Maybe you're here today and and you don't know him. Or maybe you think you know him. Friends, like you. Life is short and eternity's forever. That's the most important thing. Are you sure? Maybe we need to have that moment of just surrender. Just coming to him and just saying, you know what, God? I can't do this on my own. And I know your word, Lord, and I, I know that you're going to be there for me. And maybe I, I, just, I just need to surrender everything to you, everything I have, everything that's in me. I don't want to have this, this weight, this, this burden anymore. I don't want to carry it anymore. I just want to give it to you. I want to give you all of me. Not just a couple pieces but all of me. This song we're going to sing, it's, it's Make Room. And it talks about just, just making room for Christ to come in and do what He needs to do. Will you make that room today? One of the lines in this song, I just absolutely love it. It just it speaks to me. It's shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. Because our way is just terrible. It's not going to get us anywhere. Maybe you're dealing with hurt. Whatever it is, I would love to pray with you. You could pray with someone that's next to you. Whatever it is. If you don't want to come forward, that's, that's fine. But let today just be that day of, God, I'm giving you everything. I'm just surrendering it all to you. Let's pray. So Father, we just come to you now, Lord. And Father, I thank you for who you are, Lord. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. Father, I thank you for your promises. Father, we can't do this alone. God, I thank you for your sacrifice, Lord. I thank you for for dying on the cross for our sins, Lord, just giving us that hope. Father, I'm, I'm a sinful person, Lord. But it's your grace that just keeps pouring out, Lord. I thank you for it every single day. 
I am not perfect. But I do thank you for your grace, Lord. I thank you for this moment, Lord. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. Father, continue to pour down as we continue to worship. For it's in Christ's name.